Welcome back to the Retro Nomopod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast from your past, present, and future. I am your host, Toby, and as always, across from this internet sphere-verse of information, I've got my co-host, Rick, with me. What's going on, buddy? Hi, everybody. Here we are. Another one. I'm about to make a decree in the start of this. Oh, here we go. I think we need to to redo our intro to include less peas. I can hear myself. It's like every other word. Past, yeah, present, right? podcast, pop culture. Uh, okay, we'll get fancy with it. We'll go check out a thesaurus and see if we can. What's another word for podcast? There isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> Internet radio, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. You, I I don't know. I just realized. I, I think I've mentioned it once before as well. But it's like I can hear myself popping as I'm pronouncing. Those peas are popping. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Good, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of what we did this past week, and you know, the only thing that really big that happened was the super bowl and you know we'll touch on that a little later and uh try to think what did we do man we didn't do we didn't do nothing 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 you know you and i spoke earlier uh this week a little bit i guess or last week um i've got i haven't streamed all we've done is work just work work. we get to do the podcast that's you know main priority but there's a bunch of other stuff that we're trying to do and You know, this nine to five shit, it's for the birds. <laughs> I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I no mean, I haven't wanted to do it for years, but you Someone... know, kids want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't got kids. I, I want to eat. You know, yeah, I don't want to eat true. bread Let... and tomato paste. It gives me heartburn. Oh, right. Ketchup and crackers. Oh, oh, ramen. You know. I love ramen. I, me too. I I, yeah. I I shouldn't like you know you can't beat you give a thirty nine cent. Spam? I'm a happy camper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, We're gonna, gonna have to do an episode of spam. Days. Yeah, spam casserole, spam on a stick, spam sous vide. Most spam. of these uh, people <laughs> in my house haven't had spam, so one of these nights I gotta spam them up and show do them it what's with up plastic with fried forts, spam, paper plates. <laughs> <laughs> because that's right. that's the only way we can eat spam. That's the only way you're that's allowed how I ate to it growing up. That's how I eat as an adult. Unless, like, no, no, unless no. you're down. Get the fine plastic Hawaii. out. <laughs> <laughs> the fine, you know, the stuff that doesn't snap when you bite it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I broke the fork again. <laughs> What's up? Get me into this uh very telling future question of the week. I- I don't know what you're talking about. The weird question of the week. Uh, what do you say to the press when your podcast co-host, co-host turns out to be a serial killer? I mean, easy. Told you so. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally people say like, he was just the quiet guy kept to himself. And I'm thinking, no, that's not Toby. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Did he tell someone he was going to kill them? Well, you guys should have known. You should have known. Like you know, the guy's pretty open about things. Yeah. One of those things. 
just tells you about something he did over the weekend. You're like, oh, that's a big goof. And then you find out, oh, no, he's serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you say to the press? It wasn't me, you know? Like, like, I mean, you're literally my partner in crime. You're like, <laughs> who I put myself out to the world with. Like, of course, they're going to be like, you know about uh? this? Do you fucking know about this? Like, no, 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 no. I don't know. The first thing I'm trying to do is get out of trouble. I'll write you a letter in yeah. prison. Unfortunately, I think statistically, I'm more likely to be the serial killer out of the out of the pair, just because you know family family massacre kind of stuff is pretty high and prevalent. So, <laughs> with those kind of stats, it's it's a scary thing. But don't worry, I'm balanced. I swear it. Okay, I swear. I, uh, I mean, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like it. <laughs> Let's see. What do you say? You say, yeah, I think it's just, I had no clue. I think that's your go-to safe. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, because, I mean, look, and I, I want to say that I'm the type of person that would not turn you in if you told me. But I think I'd probably turn. It just depends on who you were killing. If you were doing some like, yeah. if you were doing some like vengeance on some chomos or something, yeah, like maybe I'd keep my shit straight. Plus, I know you're a murderer. It, you know, like but Boondock, like Boondock Saint style. Like, yeah, I'm going after yeah. people who are victimizing other people. Yes. Yeah, but there's a real fine line. Like, you know, like. Someone didn't say thank yeah. you when you held the door open and you <laughs> exactly. murdered them. You're not like, a, yeah, you're not um, murdering for the people at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, 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 <laughs> local man didn't wear a mask over his nose. Local oh. man goes insane. I wouldn't tell on you for that one. You're like, no, nah, you got what he deserved. You wanted to die. He wanted to die. He wanted to die. He just didn't realize it was going to be by your hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's your mask, guy? Ooh, shut up. All right. You're I think we just up, got put friend. on a list. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Not- oh, God. Well, I <laughs> played stuff. And. Yes. I bought stuff today. It was a good old day. Ooh. I shouldn't say today. Because I didn't buy it today. Um, but I did have to go get a new D&D book this weekend. Ooh. And I ended up getting Dungeon of the Mad Mage. It's a Waterdeep Dungeons and Dragons 5e. Um, but it's all dungeons. It's like, 20, it's like a 23 level dungeon. That's what it is. Um, but... I so when I go buy nerd stuff like that, I go to Black and Red. Black and Red, um, here in Denver, is a great board game shop. It's a great uh, music and vinyl and CD shop, um, as well as a bunch of D and D stuff and support local business. Fuck Amazon, so I didn't buy it off of them. But while I was there, they got me. They get me. They get me. <laughs> and I bought. They get me the Warcraft board oh. game. Um, this is like a tile board game. It's got some meeples in it. Uh, I'm kind of curious on how it's gonna actually going to play. Uh, it looks awesome. And they make an expansion to it. Uh, they make like a Burning Crusade style expansion to it. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to do it. And now my like Warcraft. What I really need now is the World of Warcraft board game. But I saw it like three years ago at Black and Red for a hundred dollars. Passed it up, Ooh. and now it's like six hundred fucking dollars to buy it. So we're here now. Yowza. But this one weekend ago, I guess, I got to try out the Hunt a Killer series. Um, And for people that aren't familiar with these, they are pretty much dinner mysteries. Um, This one is their standalone version. Hunt a Killer is a subscription-based murder mystery. Uh, Usually over the course of like six episodes quote-unquote episodes um and they come with a little bit of everything inside of them for example this one came with a bottle opener an evidence bag a ton of pictures printouts of emails a menu um all kinds of stuff like i mean there's there's a lot more in this box than i expected there to be it's a 30 there are 45 minutes to an hour playthrough between two and four, or two and five people. I'm sure you could play with more, but you'd probably solve it faster. And that's why they limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to give anything away. The series, if you were to buy like a whole set, you can go on their website right now and buy like the entirety of a set. They do one like paranormal, like the Blair Witch. You can do ghost, mm-hmm. straight up murder mysteries. Um but Death at a Dive Bar, this is a standalone. You can buy this at Target, Amazon, whatever. Uh, for I think it's like 30 bucks. And I got it for Daisy for Christmas. Mm, nice. And we were able to play it. And I tell you what, it's fucking cool. Like, it was oh, really, yeah. really cool. Um, it's like a, it's a very in-depth, teamworky game of Clue. Um, it, it, was, it was really good. It was really good. And I suggest if if you have friends that you don't hate and aren't, you know, <laughs> think they're smarter than everyone, it's an amazing game. We played with four people, uh, me and Daisy and another couple, and uh, we were able to solve it. We solved it correctly. Our imagination, my imagination went wild. Okay, like I was blaming people that barely touched the story because I was like, they're not just going to make it this easy and it's not going to be this. It was definitely this bitch, you know, or this dude. And it was just like my story kept changing. And then we came up with like a this makes the most sense answer. And this is like my wild if the game's really trying to throw us a wrench answer. Um, it it ended up being the answer that made sense uh, throughout all the stuff. But it was like, it was cool. They ended up including this. Um, there was two really cool things about it. There was a locked bag on the inside that had like a three-digit code combination to open. Um, so there was stuff in that. And then there were these letters that included a code. Like it was written in code. Um, and you had to decipher this code. That's and awesome. they give you... A hint on how to do it and you when you get the first one you're super excited but then the other ones fucking i have no idea um and it actually Ooh. took a friend of mine that figured out how they did the code and it was super it was super interesting and it was like groundbreaking for the for the mystery itself because like we we got the code to the locked evidence bag and then was able to do the code for the letters and stuff Simply amazing. Like I said, for $30 worth every bit of it, 
have a couple glasses of wine, slam a couple beers, you know, and and solve a murder mystery. I highly, highly, highly suggest it. Is it uh, replayable at all? No. Or is it kind of just one no. and done? <laughs> no. yeah, it is a $30 one-off. Um, so that so that's one that you'll probably re-gift at some time and say, hey, you like murder mysteries. You like that kind of stuff. Give it a shot. That's what we're thinking. We made the mistake of, of writing on a couple of the evidence things, like just random notes. So we'll have to erase those. But it is pretty re-giftable. Like, as long as you can get the, the evidence bag to close, because I'm sure somebody out there probably cut it open. Uh, because why not cut it open instead of solving the code but yeah like everything is kind of like that's what we plan on doing we plan on just kind of putting everything back together erasing the little things that we did and then regifting it at some point um which is cool but once you've played it there really is no replay value that there is no like you know new game plus with it it is just it really makes me want to spend the money because the the full sets are between like 120 180 dollars depending on what set you buy but it really does make me want to buy a full set because I imagine that's like a lot more playthrough. Like I imagine it's, mm-hmm. you know, six, two hour sessions instead of one hour long session, uh, which would be cool. So I'm interested in looking so at the, it. So like, I, Oh, go ahead. With the subscription, do they do it where like your first box you get is kind of the beginning of the mystery. And then the next one that you get will be a part of that one to kind of help bolster or is it kind of each subscription box that you get is the contained uh murder so to speak uh, and no that's like when you do the subscription it is like an extended so between the first one and the last one you get i assume and as my i haven't looked super deep into it but the way that they kind of lay it sure. out on the website is it would be like a continuous mystery that yeah. new things are being uncovered as you're moving further into it um, I imagine they're a lot that, more in depth. Gosh, could you imagine that? It'd be like you'd be getting all this new evidence yeah. as it comes rolling in. So it's like first you start off with just like there's a ha- bloody handprint, there's a shoot, you know, like the bare minimum, and you're like, I've got some suspects, and then you get the next one, you're like, Oh, we got the DNA pat back. Oh, it's oh, you know, like well, I know like they have like really a, a serial killer one too, which the serial killer one, like people are actively getting murdered through the boxes. Holy so you're holy. like trying to solve the murders Before. while this guy's out there murdering people, you know. Before he kills again. Yeah. So, it, like I said, highly suggest you can buy it at Target, Walmart, random little game stores. I'm sure um, you can do it on Amazon, but I know the subscription boxes you can only buy through the Honey Killer website. Gotcha. That's really cool. I got to check that out. Tiff's a huge fan of that kind of. Yeah. Clues her favorite game, so oh, like I'll just stupid. give it to you. Yeah, easy. perfect stuff. Easy, easy. Well, we got some crazy news. G four is coming back. We touched on that once upon a time, but they started doing something re- really cool recently. Um, kind of up to the launch of the series, they've um they're releasing a weekly web series, kind of um aspects of the. I don't know if it's going to be its own network or what, but. Basically, the B4 G4 is going to help form what the channel or whatever is going to be. So it's all these little segments like esports huh. or other. You know, they're going to have Attack of the Show and 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 uh, uh, X Play. Those are definitely coming back, but they're yeah. trying to see what else they could put out there to, um, you know, kind of let people know it's coming back and we're going to make it good and it's 
couldn't be a better time for it with the amount of stuff yeah. that's out there. <laughs> I mean, considering like how many people either got back into video games because of the pandemic or went harder in video games because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. it is the best time for a thing like G4 to come back, especially with the esports aspect, you know, being able to have a, a an ESPN style esports channel, you know, a place where I like yeah. instead of watching golf or you know, baseball, it turn on and be like, oh, there's a Dota tournament or a WoW Arena tournament or a Rocket League tournament or, you know, whatever it may be, Overwatch, Counter-Strike, whatever. It would be awesome if, if like, that's what that turned into. And I'm hoping it's a stream-based service. You know, I, I really hope that I can get it on my Fire Stick and, you know, pay my $8 a month and and be able to watch it and then rewatch it if necessary. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely one that would compete with some of the other ones because it'll be such its own brand of things. It's not like these other big networks like NBC and stuff where it's like we're making TV, but now we're just making TV and putting onto a streaming service. Them, they're going to be like, no, this is geared for people that are just like us. So we get to give you stuff you're interested in and the, the, the behind the scenes stuff or or the esports is such a huge like I'm surprised there isn't just on an ESPN five that is specifically just esports. It just seems like it's a weird they thing that they're do. Missing out on. And like they've gotten rocket league tournaments on ESPN two, but it is surprising that like ESPN themselves hasn't made like an ESPN esports. Yeah. you know, it, it, it's coming. It's, it's coming. They're making it further and further into mainstream media, you know, every day that passes. And as this boomer generation moves out and our generation moves in, it's going to become a lot more acceptable, you know, to be an esports. I don't want to call them athletes, an esports competitor. Yeah, there you go. You know, so hopefully we do see it. And I definitely think it's going to be coming before too long for sure. Yeah, so uh, YouTube or Twitch for those guys to watch their kind of weekly thing. Like I said, Fridays is when they drop kind of new content and kind of like, here's some stuff to look forward to. Although it doesn't really give a hard and firm uh, launch on on when and where it's going to be that I can tell. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing something. All I see is like sci-fi is involved in some way, which, you know, they're just kind of owned by the same company being a, a, a universal. And so it's just kind of like, where are you going to put it, though? We want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in, man. You just got to show us when and where. But on to some other big kind of interesting news. Oh, I want you uh, for it back. Yeah, it's it. Yes, it's one of those ones that, you know. No, this is supposed to last forever because they had original programming and. You know, the, the, the yearly E3 was something to look forward to. <laughs> but uh, now, before, so we, Clover before Field, we move it along right? real fast, yep. I'm, I just want to make a point on that because I'm a big fan and follower of Giant Bomb. Um, and Giant Bomb had mm-hmm. became like my G4, you know. And Giant Bomb's kind of switched owners in the last few years and then once more recently. And I hope that they just kind of team up with G4 and that kind of becomes their home and place, or at least use some of the people that are, that are part of giant bomb because they're fantastic. Anyways, sorry. No, you're fine. I think that's a good point. Cause it's like, reach out to those who are already 
kind of doing what they've they're filling that void that's been there. Yeah. So might as well hundred pick some talent there and just be like, hey, come do your thing over here. But yeah, Cloverfield too. You've seen the original Cloverfield, right? I loved it. I know a lot of people hated that movie because that is uh, it was one of the ones that kind of introduced us to that freehand filming. You know, like that was right when it became yeah, a the, thing. The found footage stuff. Yeah. Where it's like I mean Blair oh, Witch. Super like in the moment. But, yeah. But it, it took that, but it took it from, you know, people in the woods and people in like a real life, like, oh, we're in a city. Oh, there's something terrorizing us. And what they did best about that is they alluded to the monster. They didn't show the monster because you didn't have to. You just knew some shit was going down and it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. That dramatic effect was just it really because uh. When we watched that movie for the first time, I'm sure you were a lot like me. It was just like, I want to see this motherfucker, you know, and you catch small yeah. little glimpses and it just wasn't enough. And the, but, but then you're like, maybe it was enough because we don't need to, we don't need to see it. It's no. like that Jaws effect where you just sometimes just the little peaky peak. Ba-na. And then at the end, you do that big, ba-na. oh my God, there it is. Ba-na, ba-na, ba-na. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Okay. It's definitely that anticipation of like the monster, even if it never shows, still doesn't take away from like the horror, you know, make my hands sweaty. I don't like this effect, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so they're making a direct sequel to this, and it's kind of confused some people because there's been a couple of movies or, or shows because they have the Cloverfield Paradox, which is like a series, and then a 10 Cloverfield Lane, which. I don't know if that's directly tied to it or if it I can is never, just in the world. Like I never that, figured that was, it out. And I've yeah. honestly never seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. Because then they also did, uh, I just saw it actually, the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. Which was like n- apparently not a great movie, but it explained a lot of stuff in the narrative that either set up or explained stuff from past or maybe future films. Yeah, I mean, they were just kind of their own standalone thing, so it's almost like doing a sequel now. It's like, it's fine. Do what you need to do. And, you know, it it makes me wonder if they're going to do it like they did with the original with the found footage thing, since that's kind of been almost done to death at this point, or if they're going to try to uh, put a new, um, you know, new twist on it or or what exactly they're going to do, because it's... Yeah, how how did that one end? Uh, helicopter crash, guys trying to get away, and he still has the camera. And last thing we see is something just smashed. Oh, yeah, the camera. yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, like, so perfectly set up for a sequel. Give me TJ perfect. Miller back. Is he still canceled? I don't remember. Um, he hasn't done shit since I know that much since his whole business. Yeah, but, it was like two years ago or something, which is crazy. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm good for that. Bring bring Cloverfield back. I like that movie. I like the concept. Just make it a different set of people at that point, or maybe From it's a different years point after, of view. Different point of view. Maybe it's a couple years after this thing has come here. Maybe it's people trying to survive this. Like it's really, you know. Yeah, I'm interested I to see. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm 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 in for another Cloverfield movie, especially a direct sequel to the first one that was insanely good when it came out. It was insanely good. I like that one a lot because it was such a, oh, that's a cool kind of, you know, big monster, you know, your kaiju kind of stuff mixed with found footage. It's a different kind of take off that thing. So it was like, 
it felt innovative and new. Yeah, and, and it felt like something that any one of us could have went through, you know? Yeah. Like, carrying a camera around at a party and shit starts going down. Like, I'm not going to yeah. put the camera down, probably. Oh. You know, especially I mean, in today's day and age with cell phones and the way that we have videos. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm good for that. Bring it on. I like Clover. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Uh, on to some Marvel news. Uh, Black Panther, they're still working on details and what they're going to do with the sequel for black panther 2 but while they're doing that they're also going to be doing a um it's a uh, kingdom of wakanda tie-in series on disney plus so it sounds like it's going to be a uh a, a tv series a streaming series whatever they call oh, okay. it these days. um that's just i, I which is cool because I, I feel like it's going to almost be like a day in the maybe not a day in the life but like here's why Wakanda is so amazing because it's advanced. Yes. Uh, technologically advanced and with the vibranium and, but black Panther two is interesting because, you know, Chadwick Boseman passing really kind of put a, I was going to ask weird, where it's, it's the question on everybody's mind. Do you recast him like they do with Batman or bond yeah. or any, any of those guys, or do you, on and and give the mantle to somebody else yeah and i know that we've spoken about this on a previous episode but to our understanding i think we're both kind of on the same page but they're not recasting him right i know we had talked about his sister or daughter becoming... yeah i think it's his, it's her his sister might be taking up the reins yeah um for 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 that yeah they're not gonna kill the, the character protector. but they're also not gonna recast someone to slide in his place and my main example and why i'm glad that they're doing it like this is between iron man one and two they recast war machine between terrence howard and don Cheadle, and it was like nothing happened yeah and i like it and and it's that's such a weird one because it's like such like Nothing against, you know, War Machine or anything, but it's like secondary character. You haven't had your own movie. You're just kind of the guy there. And then, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know uh, what their what their plan is with that. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they should just recast it. So that way we've got the Black Panther. But then again, you don't really have to. It. It's like you could certainly just yeah go on. Yeah. You know. They'll find I you hope that they just find a way to continue the story without ha having to make that decision, you know, just like like we said earlier, go with the sister, let her do some badass shit, especially with Disney doing their, you know, empowering movement and stuff. And I yeah. think it's going to be just as good of a movie because the story of Black Panther is badass. And I don't think it, you know, would we like to have Chadwick back to play it? Yes. But I don't think it's going to take away from like the Black Panther message and and what the story of Black Panther is by just changing that character. I think it would take away from his legacy and it would make Disney look real bad if they just tried to recast it and not say shit, you know? Yeah, and that's like you couldn't just like slip a dude in there and be like, "Yeah, he's 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 uh, T'Challa." Yeah. And that's that. Like yeah. no, it would have to be a bit of a 
this is what we're doing and here's why you'll see why but you know marvel marvel's really good about being very calculating and and they're looking you know 10 years in the future on what they're doing yeah. anyway so i'm sure like you know in this case like down the line you know black panther wasn't always going to move on from them at some point so i think plans just shifted and changed where instead of it being you know a few years down the line we're just going to have to do this now and i think it'll be fine i think yeah. it it's yeah. marvel i have like, faith in marvel maybe not in disney but marvel i kind of have faith in disney too i mean you I, got to because they they own everything <laughs> yeah true <laughs> Facts. so yeah it'll be cool you know getting a tv series and a new new movie is gonna be just great yeah i'm ready for it um i'm gonna take this next one because okay. this is cool um burger king i the only reason i want to take this one is because i've actually looked at a bunch of stuff today about mcdonald's burger king's bringing back toys and I didn't realize they got rid of toys. So this is news to me. Uh, but they're bringing out kids meal toys for the Nintendo switch. And this is yeah, actually right. cool. <laughs> this is, and it, it, they did a pretty good mix. So you have your Mario Kart, your metal Mario. Um, you've got a legend of Zelda, which mm-hmm. is just a little link an animal crossing toy, a Mario maker toy. You can tell by his yellow and red garb, Splatoon, and Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Oh, it says them right here. And then, yeah, Animal Crossing is the the final. Uh, collect them all. Da 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 da. Yeah, six <laughs> toys in all. Well, I'm gonna. Well, huh? So this, okay. When you purchase a Super Mario Mill on the BK mobile app or online at BK.com. You'll be entered for a chance to win a Nintendo Switch prize pack, which includes Ooh. a Nintendo Switch system, Super Mario 3D World, and Bowser's Fury. Um, it's a Whopper sandwich, small fries, small drink. That's what the Super Mario meal is. Hey. But what's kind of... I don't know what platinum points are, but it says... Even if your Super Mario meal doesn't earn you the Switch prize pack, you'll still be able to receive 100 my nintendo platinum points with the purchase of super mario mail what are nintendo maybe platinum points maybe that's their their like online currency for like getting cool swag and stuff through their website that's kind of what i'm gleaming from it is it's just like you may not get the switch but take those platinum points and get yourself a hat <laughs> yeah i'm i'm kind of curious i wonder if that's like their um you know like xbox did the gamer points you know, or, yeah. or Sony's trophies. Yeah. Is platinum points their trophies? I hope not, because that's a shitty way to like boost your trophy count or gamer yeah, yeah, point I, count. I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't know Nintendo would have anything like like uh, you know achievement hunting or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, toys are back at Burger King. It is one of those things. For the longest time, they didn't have anything there, so it was real like. At least the toys they had weren't really toys. If I, I think they were like sticker books and stuff. Ew. Or like you could get the cardboard crown, you know, stuff that's like, it's fun, but it's not a physical toy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a fucking cardboard crown. You want a toy as a kid. You don't want. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the queen, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh fuck. <laughs> go go get go collect them all, boys and girls. Six in total. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, you touched on it earlier at the top. Yeah. Um, and we've been, man, this is like what, two, three weeks in a row that we've had like D and D news. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's stuff dude. coming out about this. This one's the Netflix series or movie. This is the movie, the movie. Okay. So the creative team that did game night with, uh, Oh, what's his bucket and, uh, what's her face. Um, Jonathan oh, okay. Goldstein and John Francis are, uh, joining forces, to do the Dungeons and Dragons movie, and it looks like they got Chris Pine, old Captain Kirk himself. No shit. Possibly. Big fan <laughs> of this actor and pretty yeah, much everything he does. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's one of those guys you're like, oh, he's in it? Nice. But it looks like they're also might be casting uh, Michelle Rodriguez, who you might remember from the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, yeah. And, and Justice Smith, who you will remember from Detective Pikachu, whether you like that movie or not, which I personally did. I think it's a fun adventure movie. Um, they're going to join the adventuring party as well. How are they going to do this? I don't know. And like, what the hell is Michelle Rodriguez going to be? We're going to take our guess oh, right now. What? What's her? She is a half-orc barbarian. Oh, no. I'm going to say she's a human a female rogue. I don't know. Michelle Rodriguez is so like loud and like, yeah, I know, right here. but it's like a T. I don't know. Maybe she's like a bad bitch that they come up against. What's Chris Pine's going to be like your fighter or he's your, he's your upfront knight. You know, yeah, something. Yeah. 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 He's, a, he's a pretty boy. Badass. What if he's the cleric though? How great would that be? If he's just like, he's holding people in their, in his arms and he's like, You'll be okay. Blessings upon thee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay with this. I mean, we kind of talked about it last week too, but I'm like dick deep in high fantasy stuff right now. Um, I've started rewatching Game of Thrones. I watched uh, Princess Bride the other day. Like I was so wanting something medieval, so Princess Bride was what we went to. Fucking solid. One of the best choice. movies of all time. But anything right now that I can get, I even just got HBO Max this past week for two reasons. I want to watch the new Rick and Morty season four, which I haven't got to see yet. And um, the Hobbits, the Hobbits are all oh, the Hobbits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all the Lord of the Rings. Well, Game of Thrones. Up. Yeah. Game of Thrones was just random because I was like, I need to finish this and rewatching. I started in season four, um, which is the season that I ended on previously. But. It is so fucking good. And I just like, it's one of those things that like Daisy won't watch it with me. And I have to find time to like watch, but I watch one episode. I want to watch six. So I can't watch it yeah. when I'm going to bed because yeah. it's like actiony and loud. And, but there's no like one episode. I like, I sat down today to watch like a couple episodes to make sure I wanted to get back into it. And I'm already like season four, episode seven. <laughs> just like <laughs> wasted five and a half hours of my life just rewatching Game of Thrones stuff. There's so many cool freaking scenes in that show, like outside of the big battle stuff, like the mountain versus fight Viper fight is phenomenal. It's literally 
strength. I like, am on that episode. I haven't started oh, really? it, but that oh. is the episode where oh. I am at. So I just the the previous episode ended with the prince yeah. saying that he was going to be his champion, and yeah. it was like cut to credits, and I was like, oh. oh. Fuck yes, because I know what happens. Like I've seen okay, season okay. four. Um, <laughs> I stopped after season four, so, and I know that there's like great stuff to come. Like I mean, look, the show's been ruined, not ruined. Like I know what happens, but it's amazing. You know, I yeah. heard Battle of Bastards, and then uh, the Red Wedding. Just like it took me three weeks after watching the Red Wedding, at the end of season three, I guess. Uh, three weeks before I watched season four and then watched season four and was just like, fuck this. <laughs> like the show just is relentless. It does not hold like it does not hold your hand at any point. It's like, no, get off of me. No, you're watching this. Keep your eyes open. Like it does not pussyfoot around. It's like, oh, you like that character? Guess what? He's dead in the first episode. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> just like, oh, you liked the big Robert Baratheon? Yeah, he was kind of a womanizer dick, but he's dead. Like, yeah. Not even over murder. Like, not yeah. even over murder. You know, spoiler alert. Still, one of yeah. the best parts of the show is fucking Joffrey dying. And it's just oh, like, yes. it's it's right at the beginning of season four. And even though I haven't watched the show in like a year, like episode one and two of season four, I was just like, fuck this piece of shit. And like, yeah. I thought it happened earlier in the season. And it's like, actually like episode three, I think. But yeah, it's just like, yes, he fucking yeah. died. <laughs> <laughs> but then they take good people away from you. And it's just like, son of a bitch. Yeah. That, but it's it. <laughs> That's what's so great about it, right? Is that it's very like real life where it's like, you know, real life, the hero doesn't make it all the way through sometimes. Sometimes the hero just gets killed. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I don't know. It's great. There's so many good scenes. I'm sure we will talk about it more. Um, it's like uh, the, the wall, like, oh my God. It's yeah. So I'm going to try anyway, to finish it this time. Tangent so <laughs> hopefully I'll have more to say. Yes. Um. Oh. Before we get too far, I do want to just talk about uh, some more actors got thrown into another movie that I'm kind of excited for. And I don't want to spend too long on it, but the Borderlands movie is starting to gain a lot of steam. The new Borderlands movie is being directed by Eli Roth, which is kind of cool. Yes, son. So <laughs> I'm actually kind of stoked about that. Eli Roth was hostile. Uh, Fuck. I just had a brain fart. Green Inferno. Yeah. There was one more big one, old school one too. Anyways, it's gonna be cool because <laughs> Eli Roth is like kind of horror-ish anyway. And Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever, thank you. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> I loved and hated that movie. But um <laughs> they've cast Kevin Hart, and we don't know what Kevin's doing, but that's like supposedly uh a thing and they've just cast jamie lee curtis um, so okay so you're pretty familiar with the borderlands semi i would not say that i'm like super familiar he's playing a character called roland i don't know if that oh, helps yeah, 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 okay. or not i didn't know if that was finalized or not well i'm just going off of what's on imdb and that's you know that's usually pretty solid because you got jamie lee curtis playing tannis kate blanchett yeah, playing kate uh lilith you, which that one would be that one would be dope. Um, it's they got got some stars, like they're starting to pop off now. 
I mean, with those names attached, it, like the fact that Eli Roth is directing it, uh, and, and those three, I'll see. Twenty twenty three can't come quick enough. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> or whenever it comes out. Yeah, God, that's cool. I, I haven't played much Borderlands because it really takes some commitment to get through those games, and you can yeah. get sidetracked super easy. But yeah, that is super exciting because it is. God, it makes me wonder, like. I don't know. It's so over the top. Yeah. You know? And it's a funny game. Like, there's serious yeah. things about it or whatever, but it, for the most part, it's a very humorous game. And it's a really slapstick kind of, you know, throw in the dark jokes that you hope people get. Uh, but overall, like, the writing of the games were actually pretty good. Um, I can tell you a lot about the storyline, but I've played a little bit of each of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Like, like you said, their time sucks. Um, and it's one of the big reasons why I'm having trouble playing World of Warcraft right now. I, I <laughs> want to want to play World of Warcraft. Um because it's a great expansion and, and it's supposed to be the one of the best expansions ever, but you either play World of Warcraft and nothing else, or you play everything else and no World of Warcraft. So there's no real balance for me in that game right now. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with this movie. Like, because it has such a unique art style too, from any other game out there using the kind of cell shaded style. Like, obviously, you can't do that. But then I think of like movies like 300, which are so unique looking. Yeah. That if they were to do something like that to almost copy the feel of it, I don't know. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I like that though. If they did it like a 300 style in that that art style with the CGI and stuff, that would make more sense than doing a full live action. Yeah, like like you can't go, you can't have like a straight up action movie with it. It would take away something from it. So you almost have to do a lot of digital stuff to it to put it at a level that uh, pays homage to. Yeah, you know the the video game franchise while creating your own thing. Yeah, I mean, because Borderlands was a game that didn't necessarily come out with cell shading first. Uh, but yeah. they definitely brought it into mainstream with the storytelling and the art style, the way that they did and it being an FPS RPG. And, you yeah. know, in those original games, there was a million or something guns that were randomly generated, you know, and you, you could not come across the same gun twice. Some, some playthroughs or whatever, but yeah, I'll, I'll be curious on how the movie turns out. I mean, Hollywood's real good about not understanding <laughs> the difference between movie and games and how to you know yeah. be gamer approachable instead of like mass yeah. people approachable i don't know what i'm trying you know what i'm trying to say the words they i just, know words that they just need to know the audience to shoot for know the audience Thank and you. not try to and not try to make it for everybody because if you do that you're going to lose everybody that's the way you do it yeah yeah, I mean, if you, if you Kevin Hart's in it, people are going to come see it because that dude, you know, every movie he puts out makes money. So yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart fucks. <laughs> yeah, um, you get- <laughs> well, speaking of movies, you want to move on to this uh, beautiful tribute to Super Bowl Sunday. So for, yeah, for I- you guys that have are are listening audio uh you don't realize that we recorded this episode later uh because this past weekend was super bowl sunday and i'm a sports fan so that one's on me 
So this one is not on our usual Sunday recording. But we're still getting it out on time, and that, at the, in the end, that's all that matters. But oh, I do have I a question worried about for you. that. I just know the outcome, so don't come looking to me for future football <laughs> predictions. How did they know? How did they know? <laughs> they called it, and it hasn't Look, happened. <laughs> the AFC team didn't win. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm so indifferent toward it all. I'm just glad the Pirates beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Pirates, I don't. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good for for me as a Broncos fan. Kansas City needs to be shown that they can bleed. But this is not a sports recap podcast. Um, just know yes, that Tom is. Brady is the greatest no, quarterback weird. of all time. Yeah, he fucking proved that shit. Like oh, yeah. whether people want to debate it or not, like he totally yeah. like showed rings. Him. Don't lie, baby. Like I'm not even a sports guy. I'm like. No, his stats are pretty killer. Like he's running Super out Bowls of fingers. Like <laughs> crazy gonna, stat for Tom he's Brady. Gonna hand him move out. on. Okay, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady has won more Super Bowls than any NFL franchise. He yeah, has seven Super Bowl rings with two different teams, and the New England Patriots are the next closest with six. All six with Tom Brady. He has yeah, seven rings. He's won seven out of ten Super Bowls that he's went to. He's been to yeah. ten fucking Super Bowls. He has a 70% win percentage in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways. Whether you like him or not, it doesn't even matter because yeah. it's just like he's good at what he does, and what he does is win Super Bowls, apparently. He wins Super Bowls. <laughs> That's what he does. A third of his career has been winning Super Bowls. Yeah. I wanted to start it off with the old, uh, are you ready for some football? <laughs> some Monday night football. Do you remember that shit? Like, yeah, with Randy Travis. Yeah. Is it, wasn't it Randy Travis for a while? <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. And then it was Kelly but... <laughs> Clarkson and then Carrie Underwood. Yeah, and then they're just like, maybe we don't need to do the theme song every, every yeah. time. Just go back to the old well, ESPN bought it. Super so ESPN got Monday Night Football, but Fox owned or whoever owned that song, that like song is copyrighted. So ESPN Monday Night Football can't use the same songs Stupid. that Monday Night Football could before. I think. I don't know. That could just be my ass. How like each each you know day is owned by oh ESPN gets Mondays and then CBS gets Thursdays and then Fox will have Sunday. Like it's so silly. It's yeah. so silly. Like just, just let me watch football and not have to pay four different the, people to do it. Just get the football station and let those who like the sport do it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that comes to mind when it comes to football and movies is what makes a good football movie? And I thought we'd cover this first. So that way we'd kind of have guidelines into what makes a good football movie. Before we go into our top top three, I've got the answer of the answers for this. Um, okay, growing up a sports fan, it, you can use remove football from this question and just put sports. Um, oh, and all three of my my top three right now. There's so many movies. My top three is kind of random. <laughs> it's all about an underdog story in any sports movie. It all comes down to the 
to the underdog, the person that you didn't think was going to succeed or the team that you didn't think was going to succeed. And then they overcome all these odds. We go back to last week's episode on the Mighty Ducks. You know, we go to this week. It, it, it goes across all sports. It's all about the underdog. Rocky. You know, everything. It, it's all. Angels Ruby. in the outfield. Yeah. It's all an underdog story. You're not wrong. Dodgeball. I mean, is any given, any given Sunday, does that have an underdog story? I haven't seen it in a while. But did, that one, I just remember there was a lot of drama with, like, you know, trying to be natural, but should I enhance myself? You know, wasn't that like the big thing for any given Sunday? It wasn't really an underdog story. I mean, it also wasn't a football movie as much as it was like a drama. <laughs> like it wasn't about it wasn't about necessarily the team. You know, it was about the guy. I don't know. I that, look. About, there's always yeah. going to be outliers, <laughs> Captain Fuck All. You know. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just pointing it out that ninety-five you know, percent movie underdogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would give you a good solid ninety-five is about yeah. the underdogs. That's a good point, though. Yeah. Any, any given Sunday is a hard movie to categorize. Is it a sports movie? Is it a drama? Is it a thriller? I mean, it's it's a little bit of it all, right? Because you've got like the new kid coming in to prove his worth by just being cocky and all that, but then you've got the old player who's kind of on his way out, but still wants one more ring before yeah. he calls it quit. Like I don't know. There's some inter- What's great about that one is that there's so many inter intertwined, interwoven stories that that's what makes that one good. Yeah, and there's some decent great movie, decent would, football action. It, well. Yeah, but it would never fall. Like that's funny because I. Any given Sunday didn't even pop up on my radar when thinking about really? any of this. <laughs> but for me, what would make a good football movie uh, would be the same thing across the board for sports in general. And that's an, a, an underdog story. For sure. I, 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 I agree with you. Like, yeah, you've got to have the story of, of. But I would think like good football ones have, you know, you got to have some football involved somewhere, you know, a, a game being played. Um, you know, like is I guess there isn't much to sports movies except for the underdog story. Now yeah, that I think about it. And to clarify for <laughs> that was pretty easy. To... If uh, to clarify for any of our European listeners, we're talking about American football. The whole time they're like, any given Sunday is about American football, not soccer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Rick and I have realized that our podcast has reached to like. 13 countries or now yeah, or something like that. I have to do a recount, but yeah, we're, we're international at this point. Inter. Yeah. National. Internationally renowned. Watch out Pitbull. I'm coming for that title. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> oh, <I'm just> <laughs> I got nothing. No, well, should we get into our top three? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you say some stuff and you're like, Oh man. I'm an idiot. This podcast is going to be a legacy of of goofs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so top three football movies. Do you want to start this off, or you want me to give you minor as usual? Never in any kind of order. These are just three that looking through. These were ones that stuck out to me for whatever reason, and we'll kind of go through why each one kind of. Uh, uh, sticks out. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Um, no, I can start. I can start. Okay. So I'm actually. I think this is actually my newest one. 
Um, I kind of did a few different ones. Each one of them kind of is a little, little different for like me when I was growing up. Um, but the first one I'm going to give you is the movie Invincible. Uh, with oh, Mark Wahlberg. fuck yes. I first of all love Marky Mark. I think he's a good actor and I like anything that he does. Um, Invincible came out in 2006 and uh, is about a guy that that the Philadelphia Eagles, he's a diehard Philly guy. And the Eagles have open tryouts for some people on his team. And he ends up making the team. Um, again, another little underdog story. It should have never happened. Uh, and it's based on a true story, which is cool. It actually happened. Yeah. Um, and they do a really good job in that movie. I, I think there's a little bit of drama, but the, like the love for sports really comes through in that movie. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it still holds up today. Invincible. The- that's my That's my first one. The the tryout scene where he, you know, goes to try out and they show all the local guys like there's some garbage man dude there and he's yeah. trying to catch balls and he's just getting pegged in the face. Yeah, there's like there's... 390 pound people there and yeah. people that <laughs> yeah, should like, be good at football ooh. and aren't. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Yeah, I totally like that's there are so many football movies out there that it's a little crazy to try to cover. But for my first, we go all the way back to 1991. Okay. The PG-13 Necessary Roughness, starring Scott Bakula <laughs> as a former NCAA uh, uh, Texas State uh, uh, quarterback who, who got sidelined because of injuries. But something happens in the NFL where uh, – uh, dang it. Okay, hang on. Uh, basically, it's – oh, okay, so – it's the NCAA sanctions the Texas Armadillos must form a football team from actual student body with no scholarships to help to play their football schedule. With fewer players than most teams, the makeshift team must overcome obstacles that the best team in the country couldn't deal with. So this is basically one of those like very much like the Mighty Ducks. Well, kind of like the Mighty Ducks where they're just grabbing folks who are like have a specialized skill no matter what they are. Very slapstick, very in the vein of like airplane where it's taken super serious but also kind of like major league where it's super wacky as well that's why i like this movie it's got that 90s comedy to it and that's number three two things (laughs) i've never seen this movie ah not many people have that's not even on my radar this Um, this one was it's got a cast the cast in it is ridiculous i'm just gonna name a few of these kathy ireland Sinbad, uh, Jason Bateman, Evander Holyfield, Rob Schneider. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put it on the list. It, it's like it's it. it's a comedy straight up through and through. Um, I mean, yeah, like there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, cool. So that brings me to my next one. This one was released in 2000. All mine are six years apart. I just realized that. Interesting. Uh, it is The Replacements with Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. Fuck yeah, um, dude. Again, this one was released in 2000. And pretty much premise of the movie is the football teams go on strike. So they bring in scabs, replacements uh, for the pro football team. And the scabs being led by Keanu Reeves as their quarterback. Um, again, underdog story. People that shouldn't win but do. 
Uh, and it's pretty much the story of how, you know, they come in and they actually start doing better than the original team and craziness ensues. Um, but I'm a huge fan of Keanu Reeves. And this was a movie I watched a ton growing up. A ton. So that is my second one. Good old 2000 The Replacements. That's a good one. I really didn't. I like, I, remember I enjoyed it. That. And it's super enjoyable. Like, it's super watchable. Like, and that one doesn't have a whole lot of drama in it. So it's super, like, yeah. not super heady, like something like Any Given Sunday that no. is super dramatic. It's like super just like sit back, relax, have some popcorn. Yeah. Nice and easy. It's actually a lot longer than I remember it being, but uh, it's 118 minutes, almost two hours. You want really? Me to tell you? <laughs> yeah. You want me to tell you something even crazier? Just looking at the Wikipedia right here. Budget, $50 million. Box office, oh. 50.1 million. <laughs> That's called profitable, bitches. <laughs> Is it though? Because if if it costs 50, 50 million to make and they only made 50.1, that means they made a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, that's plus one hundred thousand dollars profit. That's a that's a flop. That's profit. <laughs> that's profitable. Don't take anything away from them. That's profitable. I, mean, I, I guess you're right. Technically, they're not in the negative of that, yeah. but it's just barely. I profitable. thought that's funny too. That um, is funny, dude. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keanu, you can't do no wrong. This is back when people were like, you know, weren't sucking his dick like they do, and we were still sucking his dick back then. That's the thing, though. Like he had just done The Matrix at that point, right? Two thousand. Two, yeah. Matrix came out in 99, so he's like, what do I want to do next? Football movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, there's not many things that he's ever been in that I didn't like, though. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty enjoyable. It's funny because all. I think, like, The Matrix as a movie is up there for me, but his his character is not. Like, I'd rather see him play mm. Constantine. Like, I thought he was yeah. amazing in Constantine. He was amazing in the Matrix too. I mean, I don't think he's good at whatever he does, but anyways. yeah, they're making a fourth. Did you know they're making a fourth yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's filming it now. I think. Yeah, they're working on now that. that Everybody and everything's back. done. Oh, so fucking good. Um. Anyway, on to number two. Uh, we go to 2005, The Longest Yard. I almost Adam- did it. <laughs> almost did Start- it. Starring Adam Sandler, Burt Reynolds. I mean, the cast in this is another one of those who's who of Hollywood. Um, uh, basically, prison inmates form a football team to challenge the prison guards. Uh, Adam Sandler plays um, a former quarterback who gets a DUI and you know goes on this crazy rampage through the streets and then gets thrown in jail. And he gets kind of blackmailed into... Uh, starting a football team to go against the prison guards. And fun fact about this movie is it's actually, there was one that came out that starred Burt Reynolds back in the seventies, but also there's a movie that was made in the nineties called uh, green machine, big green machine, something like that, uh, that stars Vinnie Jones. It's basically the same concept that stars Vinnie Jones and Jason Statham. It, it might be Guy Ritchie who directed it, huh. but it's basically that, but done with soccer and it's just as enjoyable. But for this, The Longest Yard, Adam Sandler, 2005, crazy great. fun movie. It's a great movie. It's, I mean, <laughs> and I've never, I've seen bits and pieces of the old one where Burt Reynolds is the main character. And I thought it was cool. 
Um, because when I first saw The Longest Shard, you know, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't realize that there was another one. You know, I just thought that that story was that story. And then when you get told that, you know, or shown the older one and it's F- Burt Reynolds, you know, you're like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Like, how they threw him in there as, like, the helper yeah. or whatever. Um, that one's got a lot of people he in it. Nelly. Yeah. You know? God. Terry Crews. You, you got Chris Rock. You've oh, got... Yeah. Uh, Bill Goldberg, Steve Austin. It also uh, included. Uh, I was going to say it also included a couple NFL people. Michael Irving was in that movie. Um, who was a receiver for the Giants at that time? Kevin Nash, William Fechner, like, Bill, yeah, Bill Romanowski, right? Like Bill him Romanowski, in that movie yeah. is he's he's insane in that movie. Yeah, and the action. Uh, uh, Peter Siegel really wanted to make sure that the action in this, you felt like you were watching a football game. Oh, yeah. People were making contact in this movie. It looked like like NFL Blitz. Yeah, at times you're like, I don't think Kevin Nash should be powerbombing in this. Like, I don't think that's allowed, folks. No, Goldberg's funny in that movie, too. That opening, opening, like, first, you know, uh, uh, a snap or whatever. And they, they just start beating up on the guards. Like, they don't even try to play football. You're like, oh, come on, you guys. So fucking good. This is why they God. didn't let us do this. Yeah. That's that's one that people have to check out because it's super fun. It's ah, so good. So good. Yeah. I, like I said, I almost put that one on there. That one that one was up there on the list. Um, but I feel like, yeah. No, I yeah. couldn't do it. Um, which brings me to my last one, correct? Yeah, this is number um, three or number one. Well, well we haven't what? haven't guessed each other's yet. I'm curious because, like, if this wasn't on your list, we I don't know Yo. if we could be friends. Here we go. Let me let me ask you first. Is your last one a '90s movie? Yeah, late '90s. Late '90s. Uh huh. Okay. Damn. Oh, I know which one yours is. I just figured it out. Released on October 14th of 1994, one of the greatest football movies ever made, Little Giants. Oh, um, shit. With Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill, um, Ed Al O'Neil. Bundy. This one is about Rick Moranis. Uh, Ed O'Neill <laughs> plays a guy named Kevin, who was a Heisman Trophy winner. He's not like a used car salesman in his hometown. And his brother, Rick Moranis, uh, is a little nerdy kid that always lived in his brother's shadow. And he gets adopted to coach a peewee team and decides to coach it so he can prove that his brother bleeds. Um, and awesomeness ensues. You can imagine that the peewee team Rick Moranis has is a bunch of smaller Rick Moranises, uh, a bunch of nerdy kids and kids that shouldn't be playing, you know, football, uh, versus what could be a full team of 16 year old young men and half off. Yeah. Know, t-shirts that they're playing but against it's a peewee dallas cowboys right uh, pretty much yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you know they're, the they're running sprints and tire drills and um for me this one got played a lot growing up um and i can even say that you know daisy and i've watched this movie in the last couple years because it was even for her not being sports oriented growing up it's little giants uh it's- and the movie is still good i still love rick moranis and This movie was like my first introduction into me getting into sports. You know, it came out right before Mm -hmm. I turned five. I had started baseball at that point, you know, and was 
getting into sports and a, a movie like little giants came out needless to say i watched this movie hundreds of times growing up um and that's my third one 1994's little giants yeah that's good doesn't he take because like ed o'neill doesn't he have a daughter who ends up playing for his brother's team because he's like oh girls don't play football kind of thing and then right is or am i thinking yeah. of a different yeah, no, yeah, no, no, okay. no, you're right you're right you're right <laughs> Like, it's super, like, he's just taking, like, these weird kids and just, like, oh, you've got a unique skill. Oh, this and that. Oh, you're a soccer player? Well, you can cook a, kick a football. Like, yeah, that 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 movie is a solid call. Yeah, I, I thought so. You know, like I said, I, I just... <laughs> retro nomopod, guys. Of yeah. course I'm going to pick one from the 90s. Well, okay, here goes my number one. Um, okay, this one... I want to take a guess. Oh, yeah. I wanna... Because now I'm like interested in what it is. You said it's late nineties. Late nineties. Give me an actor. Oh, okay. Let me give you somebody who's a little more uh I won't go so obscure. Uh Fru's a bulk. Oh, okay. I know. I okay. This yeah. makes sense. You know. <laughs> that, that one gave it away. That one gave it away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ni- 1998 The Water Boy. Oh god, yeah. This story never even thought about this one. Really? I just this watched it like a month ago. <laughs> I'd never even thought about this. Um, God, Feruza Bolt gives away the water boy. Yeah. <laughs> you She's picked two, two Adam Sandler movies. It's because, like... They're amazing? You know, comedies is kind of where my heart lies, you know? Like, it's... I, I Yeah. It's... I, it's crazy to think that the water boy came out in 98. God, that's nutty. Yeah. 20 year old movie. Wow. It's old. It's old. Yeah. It's old, but it's, it's so freaking good. Cause that's where you get the, you can do it. <laughs> Plus you get Kathy Bates. That's what I was Henry about to say. Eichler, My girl. And, and, and just the cast, the characters you see in all of, uh, Adam Sandler's Sandler's, uh, uh, 90s movies, you know, Adam all the Sandley. all, all, all his, <laughs> that's right, Adam Shanley. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so fucking good. My mama said it's they're so honorary because they got all them teeth and no one to brush them. <laughs> There's something wrong with his mandubla. I'm like, got it. <laughs> hey, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I'm surprised that that like the longest shard came to mind, but the water boy did not. Um, which is sad. And I like my list of movies. Don't get me wrong, but that is a top three greatest football movies ever made. It's got to be. It still holds up today. I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, it kills me. the The water boy. Every time we watch it, it's just one of those movies that just makes me giggle because it's so silly and so ridiculous. Gatorade. Just, uh, Water sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> and then Henry, Henry Winkler's freaking growth in the movie is great too. Cause he goes from just this down, down and out coach, <laughs> like pulling shit. Oh my gosh. His, his, he's a, what mama doesn't know. Don't hurt her. <laughs> and then has a Roy Oberton tattoo on his ass. <laughs> oh, I got beat up by a gorilla. 
<laughs> She's like putting posters up through town. <laughs> oh my uh, god. No, that's good. I like that. I like that. Clint Howard's in it, which is always great to see that weird looking guy and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the good thing about Adam Sandler movies too, is like you can almost guess uh the cast pretty pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, like <laughs> all of all of his standby, uh Blake Clark, Peter yeah. Dante, Jonathan Loran. It's a where's Waldo uh, with his group of friends. Alec Colbert, Rob Schneider, like he likes to use his friends. And why yeah. wouldn't you? If you've got the power to do so, okay, we're gonna make a, mi- a movie. Sure, it's business, but let's have fun while doing it. Where should we shoot this? Oh, let's do it down in Georgia, Louisiana, down there where we can go enjoy the Mardi Gras after we shoot. Like, yeah, why not? Like, no, that one's amazing. That that it's still and that movie still holds up. Like I said, I've watched it in the last sixty days or so. Still, just as good. It's just so fucking funny. And she showed me her boobies, and I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) So I had two on my list that I was going that I was kind of. Honorary mentions Ace Ventura, uh, not maybe a strictly football movie. Still works out though. It's in the realm of it. And then Blindside with uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Blindside was good. So my runner up would have been Remember the Titans. Um, Yeah. Another movie that I watched hundreds of times growing up, but it wasn't one that I wanted to throw on there. Um, Then you can go look at stuff like Varsity Blues made yeah. made it huge for football especially high school football yeah. um and then another show which i think may be one of the funniest shows ever made it is in like a top 10 list for me is blue mountain state um it's a fx show about a like southern football team but it's a party school and they it's just it has some of the funniest episodes of any show i've ever seen in my life if you guys have never seen it just look up team building Olympics. Um, I think it's in like season one or two, but it's pretty much them trying to do team building because they're not working together. So they lock them in a house with every drug known to man and then randomly pass out drugs to all the team members so they can <laughs> they can <laughs> build their team morale. Uh, Blue Mountain State. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, no, that was good, dude. I like that, especially especially for a throwback for the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to have to do that more often for like random little things, except there's much more football movies than there are probably any other sport movie out there. We could have done another top five and had completely different movies. Like football movies outweigh any other sports movie, probably five to one, you know, yeah. like it's crazy, but it's just because America loves, I mean, you know, baseball our is, sport. is our sport, but football is seriously like, Baseball is America's pastime. Yeah. Football is America's now. You know, yeah. like I'm a baseball fan, but it's mostly because that that was my sport growing up. You know, I, I that was my main sport growing up. Football was always secondary and, you know, basketball was secondary, even though I played all three. It it's still like even to this day, people think baseball's boring. I love it because I know what's going on. Other people don't. Because it's probably boring as fuck to watch if you're not interested in the actual subject matter. Whereas football is just like it's people smashing into each other. It's awesome. It's an interesting thing that you bring up the the boring aspect because while we were watching the Super Bowl, 
uh tiff had made mention to like oh people say like you know oh i love football because it's action-packed and this and that and she's just like no it's boring you know it's fun to watch hockey non-stop go 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 and it's True. like that's fair that's a fair point but it's like if you understand the dynamics of what's happening in sports and i'm fortunate that i grew up with a brother and a dad who were sports fiends that was like so i know what's going on i'm not the biggest sports guy i don't seek it out unless it's like the super bowl or something yeah. special like that but at least i know enough to be like okay i understand what's going on i understand why they're not just throwing the ball every try <laughs> yeah 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 there is strategy and and playing the team you know that you're playing versus playing the same game plan every game you know yeah but football man it's it is the nation's pet to the point where people have every year you hear the petition going around to make uh the super bowl a national holiday the day after <laughs> Oh, is it the day after? Yeah, people want the day after because the Super Bowl is always on Sunday. On Sunday. So people want the day after to be a national holiday. I mean, it has more of a reputation of getting fucked up than St. Patrick's Day does. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I, I've drank three times since the beginning of the new year, one of which was this past Sunday <laughs> watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just what we do. Yeah, no doubt. But. That's that's it, my friend. Like football, goodness gracious! I'm I'm we, bummed that it's over. You know, I I talked about it at the New Year, but I know the Chiefs didn't go back to back. But your boy is a back to back Super Bowl championship or champion for his fantasy football league. So back to back is possible, and I'm I'm sad that football's over. I really am. Luckily for me, I'm starting to get back into basketball, um, NBA specifically, and baseball's just around the corner. And hockey's going on, but I didn't grow up with hockey in the Midwest. I mean, it's not Indiana. There's no no hockey. There's no hockey. We barely had soccer. So I didn't know what lacrosse was until I moved to Colorado. Like, I knew of lacrosse, but I didn't know what fucking lacrosse was. If there was any good lacrosse movies, we'd talk about it, because that's, like, the one sport that I'm like, oh, you want to go watch lacrosse? Let's go. Let's yeah. go do it, you know, because I, I became a fan. I've been to a couple up. indoor outdoor games with the Outlaws and the Mammoth here, um, but that wasn't an option. Like you couldn't play lacrosse for the high school that I went to in Indiana. They didn't have a yeah. lacrosse team or a hockey team. And I moved to Colorado, and they had club hockey, they had varsity lacrosse, <laughs> and they didn't That's give a shit sick. about baseball. And so, like, I went to baseball as like a little badass, and it was just the coaches sucked, the players sucked the team sucked yeah. it was just not fun whereas where i'm from baseball football basketball were a lot bigger and out here it was like the more ivy league sports hockey and lacrosse the fucking soccer it's pretty wild yeah it is wild that you know we're all part of the same nation but yet you don't go you know you go a few states over and it's a completely different world we're here colorado we're like we have sports teams for everything because we all want to see live sports. Yeah. And then you go back, back East and it's like, or the Midwest and it's just like, uh, football's where it's at or baseball or, you know, they're like, wait, what's that lacrosse? Is that the yeah. thing with the stick? <laughs> I couldn't even have told you that. I got no- lacrosse. wasn't a word that came out of my mouth until Colorado. I was like lacrosse. What it, the fuck is lacrosse? Isn't that what Duke got in trouble for a couple of years ago for raping all those girls? Oh, no, like, you know, like that was all I knew of lacrosse. Oh, you're, is, you're right, though. Yeah, you're right. All I know, fuck Duke. All right, or University just, of Kentucky fan, baby. 
We don't <laughs> we don't look at anything on Capitol Hill in fucking North Carolina. Get the fuck out of here. Lacrosse, uh, huh? Isn't that that sparkly drink people like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, shit. No we doubt. want to thank you guys for joining. Um, I did a thing this week as we sign off here. As always, you guys can find me on Instagram at RetroNomapod, uh, the Facebook page at RetroNomapod, and revealing today, twitch.tv slash RetroNomapod. We are across the board, um, RetroNomapod, and I say across the board. I only have those three. <laughs> I'll, I'll go lock down the OnlyFans RetroNomapod, too, just in case. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, wait um, for that when we shut that out we're like hey if you guys want to subscribe to our only fans you can this see. is our patreon plus <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but yeah retro number uh, across the board for me now um i finally got all three of those names locked down yes um serial kilter are most of the uh, uh socials for myself um and yeah to take us out if we're ready for it the weird hey. question of the week. Hit me, baby. What fictional characters make up your football team? Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Thank you all for joining, and we will catch you next week on the Retro Nama Pod. Good night.